Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Life and Sport Podcast. And we're joined by a Melbourne Stars player and uh, Victorian cricket uh, state cricketer, Sam Elliott. Thanks for joining us. And what are your thoughts on the Renegade Stars game from last night? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it wasn't ideal last night, obviously. Uh, but I'm sure I think that we've got them in a week or two or something like that, the, yep. the next derby over over there at Marvel Stadium. So hopefully we can make a bit of amends there. Oh, absolutely. And obviously the talk of the night was obviously Zampa's uh, attempted mancad. First of all, what's your opinion of the mancad and, and the rule in particular? And then also what are your thoughts on Zampa's attempt at it last night? Um, yeah, I... I um... I think we're overcomplicating it a little bit with the arm being at the top. I don't. I didn't actually know that rule until last night, where, um, yeah, you can where your arm should have been on release or or something like that. So I think it's pretty. I think you should just make it when the ball just until the ball's released. The, yeah, they can't that, leave their crease. But that's a that's a bit technical, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. It's pretty difficult to judge, but. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really thought too much about my my opinion on the man until the last 24 hours, probably. But yep. I'm sort of with Zamps. I think if you give a warning or two, and I think more in T20 cricket, when there's quick runs going on, it can change the outcome of the game quite significantly if you bowl into a, a sort of an in batter or, or a new batter. I think um, if you give a few warnings, then I think it's fair game. Oh, absolutely. Obviously, people try and say it's not in the spirit of the game, but neither is being halfway down the pitch to get you, like as a batsman, to try and get yourself an advantage. So I absolutely agree with that. And I think, yeah, if you give them a warning, you know, one warning, maybe two, depending on, you know, the, the batsman that, you know, that's at your end of the crease. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Give them a warning. And then if they still don't, you know, jibe with it, then fair game absolutely um so obviously this isn't about zampa though this is about yourself and it's talking about your journey through sports um so first of all tell us your um greatest sporting achievement not on the cricket pitch not on the cricket pitch um greatest sporting achievement probably uh my favorite sporting memory was probably Kicking a bit of a bag with a, with a few mates playing um playing some junior rep footy was probably my best memory. I do love my footy, so my AFL. So yep. um yeah, playing that all the way up through that, I've got some great memories playing that with some great mates. Yeah, nice. Did you win any grand finals in your juniors? I did. I won uh two. I won one when we were living in Adelaide. Yep. And then one more recently under fifteens or sixteens here here in Melbourne playing for Q. Yeah, nice. That's actually awesome so that's really cool to hear because i know a lot of cricketers like afl and and vice versa so you know obviously you'll see fit photos and, and footage of the australian team at training you know doing a bit of the afl ball and whatnot so that's kind of cool to hear that you've got a bit of a um you know a bit of experience when it comes to that sport as well um so your journey begins with obviously your dad being a a, a well-established cricketer himself was that your inspiration to get into cricket um... Yeah, I think so. I think having him obviously play for Australia and um, play for Victoria and South Australia as well, he obviously moved around a little bit, especially when he was playing county cricket in England. But I think more of my vivid memories growing up were watching him play for play for South Australia and, ba- and batting um, on the Adelaide Oval. So I think, yeah, sort of knowing when watching him doing that, I think that's definitely was a driving factor in me wanting to play cricket. But to be honest, they were super support just play anything footy and cricket athletics whatever it was just wanted to be outside and i think um that sort of just led me down that path down that path anyway 
Yeah, no, that's fair. And at what point did you realize, hey, I'm actually pretty good at cricket. I'm going to give it, a, you know, a red or crack to try and make it in, you know, Vic Shield, um, you know, th- all that sort of stuff. Um, good question. I think um, when I was 15, I played in the under 15 national championships in, in the under 17s and in, under, in the under 19s as well, or in the one, wow. one year. So I thought, yeah, I thought then I was a bit of a chance, but I think um, after that, I had some pretty significant injuries. So I sort of thought that might have, shit might have sailed a bit for, for two or three years there. I think um, definitely some, some tough moments, but I think, like I said before, I was able to play footy and stuff like that. So that sort of got me through. And I actually thought probably at that stage, footy was more going to be the go for me. Okay. Yep. Wow. So, so uh, yeah, yeah. You, so that's a really interesting, you know, sort of twist. Cause as you just said, you thought footy would be the go and then you somehow managed to come back in cricket. What was the, like, how was the overlap there and how did that sort of come about? Um, well, yeah, so I had, just before my that year I played those three tournaments for cricket, I had two surgeries on my feet. Yep. And so just prior to that, I came off a pretty good year uh, footy-wise. Um, and then so played that cricket thing, did did pretty well. Thought, thought oh, yeah, I'll just probably focus more on cricket now after having quite a big year. And then I had about two or three years out with stress fractures and, st- and stress reactions in my back, which is quite common, obviously, for yep fast bowlers so um yeah during that period it was obviously tough to get back playing cricket but i was able to play footy when all through then when i was 15 16 um and even uh school footy when i was 17 or 18 but um i sort of got to a point where i was running around in the tac cup it's called well i think it's called the nab league over here now the uh, like premier under 18s comp for footy and um yeah, I was running around and my back was still pretty pretty crook, but I just I, I wanted to play something. So um, I played a few games, didn't do very well. Um, and, yeah, I sort of probably took a chance to rest and then um, cricket sort of came around again and I just had so happened that in that year that it all settled down and I was able to do a full pre-season and, yeah, sort of got thrown in the deep end um, in that year when I was 18. Yeah, wow. So it was a, basically a make your decision because you can go either way. You could have gone in the draft if you wanted to for the AFL, could have gone into, you know, cricket and whatnot. And um, first of all, you're a Collingwood fan. We've mes- we've mentioned this in messages previously before the episode. Um, so, like, who were your idols growing up when it came to footy? Yeah, I'm not sure about uh, back in drafted. Like I said, that 18 year where I sort of need to have a good year. I didn't, I sort of made the decision that, I didn't want to miss any more sports, so I, I okay. played with a crook back and didn't play very well. But um, yeah, growing up, I loved loved the Pies. Obviously, Scott Pendlebury's an idol of mine. Pendles, growing yep. up, uh, footy wise, yeah. But growing up in general, I think I had some really good role models in in my dad and um, and having him there helping me guide me through was um, was definitely um, something that I probably needed in that time, especially if he's gone through some significant injuries before. So yep. Um, having him there, but I was growing up. Yeah, Scott Pendlebury was definitely number one for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now let's talk about your time in the BBL so far. So you with the Melbourne Stars. What's it like and what was it like going from, you know, um, you could say for lack of a better term, you know, Victorian cricket, state cricket sort of thing into the massive BBL, which is a, a massive sport, massive game in Australia. Like, what was it like? 
Um, yeah, certainly different. I think when you're playing for Victoria, it's obviously you're playing four day cricket yeah. and one day cricket, which which is probably a bit more pure of a form of cricket. Um, test your skills probably a lot more and test your um, durability a lot more. But coming to the Big Bash, it's it comes at a great time of year, December, January. So, um, yeah, being able to play that and be a part of it, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. We get to play with some of the best players in the world as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's awesome being a part of the Stars. That's awesome to hear. And speaking of Stars, um, obviously it's a team full of superstars. Who's the biggest pest at the Stars? Biggest pest? Um, it's a good question. I probably don't have a big name for you because I'm obviously a lot closer with the younger boys. But yep. um, Brody Couch is a bit of a pest. He's okay. um, a long boy, yeah, country boy. He, he's great value. So, yeah, it's good to have him around. No, that's good to hear. And obviously there's the whole rivalry against the Renegades. But what team do you, you know, love playing against or, you know, really get up for that isn't the Renegades? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't played against them as of yet, but I do love seeing the crowd that comes, especially last night. I think we had 40,000 last night, which is a, which is awesome. But, um, yeah, I think I think you can't go past that sort of rivalry we've got with them. And, um, yeah, hopefully, like I said, we can get them in the next week or two, week or two at the home ground in Marvel. Yeah, well, fingers crossed because, I mean, they unfortunately got the job done last night at your home ground. So hopefully you guys can get it done at their home ground. Um, so what's it like having those older heads, you know, like Stoinis and Zampa and all that at the club? Yeah, I think um, uh, me and Zampa are actually probably, I'm probably closest with him from the older guys. So he's yep. um, awesome with being captain this year as well. I think it's been probably pretty well, well reported that... Um, He's uh, quite calm and, and quite a great influence out there on the field. So, yeah, having him and having, like you said, those other guys around, um, Trent Bolt as well this year, obviously one of the great um, test bowlers and one-day bowlers and T20 bowlers. So having him around, having to learn from from those guys, I think I think is great and I think it really helps me develop my game as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and obviously, being part of the sport, obviously you play for the stars. Do you watch other BBL games, or you know, at the moment the Australian uh, Australia versus South Africa third test started today? Have you been watching that? Yeah, I watch. Um, yeah, whenever I'm home, I sort of TV's on. I'm watching the BBL or watching other cricket. Um, yeah, I've started watching it this morning. I love watching. Um, I think it's Nokia. I think that's how you pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, I think that's how you say. Yeah, he's good in yeah. it. Yeah, I love to see him bowl. I was at the MCG when he bowled that spell to Warner of I think it was every ball was 150 plus. So yeah, Brett I love Lee watching style. Him yeah, yeah, I love watching. So yeah, seeing him um, bowl is definitely something that I make sure I'm I'm watching the TV for. Yeah, absolutely. And being a fast bowler yourself, obviously, who do you sort of model your bowling style and technique sort of after, or do you have your own sort of technique that you've you know you could say mastered? Uh, yeah, I think I've got my own sort of technique, but I like to think of myself as uh, obviously quite quite tall and, and hit the hit the deck hard. So someone maybe like Hazelwood is something I try and model my game on his relentlessness and his consistency as well as as well as his skill being able to shape the ball. So that's someone that I sort of look up to and and being able to sort of try and get to that level. Obviously with the with the um, shield stuff coming up in the back half of the year as well. So try and you know, get a few more games in there and really hone in the skills and sort of, um, yeah, have a strong back half of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And I was literally just about to ask, what are your goals for 2023? Because it's the new year. You've got 
endless amount of days. Well, I mean, not really. You've got 360 something, but you know, you've got endless amount of days this year now that it's a new year. What are your uh, personal goals that you've set for yourself for this year? Good question. I haven't actually set any goals yet, but I think for me, it's probably just getting through this back half of the year. Yep. Um, I've bowled, I've bowled quite, quite a heavy workload for the first half of the year. So I think I've bowled more balls already than I did all of last year and oh, all wow. of the year before or something like that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, it's nice to have this bit of a break now, but, um, I really want to hit the back half of the year hard and make sure I look after my body and get through that and, um, try and play. Yeah. If you, the rest of the shield games, I think so, think it's a nice goal to have. So. Um, yeah, just contribute to some wins for the for the Shield team. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, so I'm going to hit you with some quick fire questions, some fun sort of ones. Um, yeah. Pardon me. So first of all, Apple or Android? Apple. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your favorite beer of choice, if you've got one? Or if you don't drink beer, what's your liquor of choice? Um, probably Great Northern. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so there's that. I'm trying to remember all of them off the top of my head, so bear with me. Uh, beer of choice. Uh, that's right. How do you like your steak? Uh, medium rare. Yeah, pretty, nice. pretty stock standard. It is pretty stock standard, but you'd be surprised how many people have said well done, and that's just an atrocity in my opinion. Um, may as well basically put it over the you know the hole on the road as a bloody manhole cover when, at that point. What's your favorite movie of all time? Oh, good question. I'm not sure about favorite all time. Um, maybe Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Good film. Very good film. Classic, yeah. Very classic. Classic cinema. Very great film, honestly. Um, I've had a few answer that. I had one bloke say Major Pain. Um, had another bloke say... Um, oh, it was another kid's movie. I think it was Toy Story or something like that. So, But yeah, Shawshank, Shawshank and Green Mile usually get the, the most answers sort of thing, which is good. It's a great film. Um, what else... So there's favorite movie. What what sort of music sort of pumps you up? You know, what's your pre-game music sort of playlist looking like? Um, thankfully, I'm not on that. I sort of leave it to <laughs> the other boys to have the tunes in the rooms. Um, so I listen to whatever gets put on in the room. So I'm not Fair a massive enough. music person. But um, yeah, who controls the speaker the room, then? Um, good question. I think it's Zams or Joe Clark at the Stars. Oh. Uh, Will Sutherland for the Vicks. And then my home club is uh, one of my best mates, Charlie Simmonson. Yeah, nice. Um, who is, what club is your home club for just so give them a shout out sort of thing? Yeah, so I play, my Premier Cricket club is Fitzroy Doncaster. So yeah, I love playing there. All my best mates are, are there. So yeah, I really enjoy when I get to go back and go back and play play with those boys. That's awesome to hear. So obviously we spoke about role models, um, your dad being one of them. Would you say he's been your biggest influence throughout your, you know, sporting life or has there been other influences as well? Um, yeah, he's definitely been the biggest. I think it's obviously helps that he's he's around all the time. Um, but there's definitely been some others. I think um, Simon O'Brien is one. He's um, He's been awesome for me. He's been like, family friends sort of thing for for a while and he's um helped me with my bowling coming up through and then um even now the coaches we've got now have been been unbelievable for the Vicks uh, especially with with Chris Rogers and Ben Raw and Adam Griffith as well Adam came in this year and um he's been yeah he's helped me a lot with my bowling so far and um it's pretty exciting that we've only just been working together for a little while for 
you know, eight to 10 months. So I'm really excited on what we can, we can do together over the next two, three, four years, um, hopefully. So yeah, those guys have all been um, really important in my development. That's awesome to hear. Um, just trying to remember, there was a few other quick fire questions. There was Apple, Android, um, uh, what was it? Beer, then there was steak, then there was movie, there was music. Um, I think there's always one more. Bear with me. I've just got to, I've, I'll reference me notes because I know there's always in there. Beer, steak, Apple, music. No, that's that's always the quick fire. Um, so I guess the next question would be, what's next for Sam Elliott? Good question. I'm going to hopefully play play a few of the back half games in the BBL. That'd be nice. Uh, and then, yeah, hit like I said, hit the back half of the year running um, with the Shield games and the one-day games for the Vicks and, and really try and have an impact and cement my spot in the team. Yep. And then uh, have a nice break over April and May. That's when we get our couple of months off before we hit pre-season again. So, yeah. yeah I got think some I Collingwood really games in that the... time, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Got a few Pies games, but yeah, I think definitely just trying to hit this back half of the year hard and, and really um, cement my spot and, and try and put a, put a good few performances on the board as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's really good goals to have uh, for this, you know, back end of the season. And then, all, of course, during the preseason, that'll be happening. Um, side tangent, but not really. It's a, just a Collingwood topic for a second, but it's also got to do with sport in particular. What are your thoughts on uh, uh, Scott Pendlebury giving up, as you said, he's your one of your Collingwood idols, giving up the captaincy this year coming up? Uh, I think he's still going to probably play a major role on the yeah. field. Um, it's obviously probably for the last, I don't know how long he's got left, a year or two or three, but trying to help the next guy come through. So I think it's probably a really selfless decision to, Absolutely. to give it up and, and yeah, really help the next next guy coming through. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. Honestly, yeah, he'll still have a majority say on the field. Like he'll basically be co-captain more or less, but just without the title sort of thing. And as you said, he'll help sort of, um, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say groom, but like he'll he'll help uh, nurture sort well, of thing. The next. Yeah, help the next guy, like mold him into uh, a team captain. And with that in mind, who do you think will be the next captain? Or has it already been announced? Because I don't know yet. I don't think it has been announced, but I think um, there's rumours that it might be Darcy Moore. I was so, going to say, um, yeah, there's yeah, been rumours of that. Yeah, him or, or Taylor Adams or someone, I think they'll find an ideal candidate either way. So, yeah, it should be should be a good year watching the Pies this year. Oh, absolutely. It was Maynard held. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, it's a great question. I, I'm not going <laughs> to... Oh, I'm going to say yes just because I'm a Pies fan. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I say he was. But also in saying that, there's so many players that get held during a game, you know, so many times. The, the umpires are only human. They're going to miss a few. So, unfortunately, it's the way it goes. But I believe it would have been – we would have lost the grand final because no one was going to beat Geelong. But it would have been not an embarrassing scoreline like with the Swans. Um, but that's enough talk about AFL, obviously. We're talking about cricket and talking about the Red Bull form of the game um, coming up now, which is the SCG test. Um, first of all, um, you would have grown up watching most of these players, you know, Steve Smith, David Warner, all them. Who did you sort of like lock onto what, like when you were growing up watching them, you know, during test cricket time? Good question. Um, the guy, from the guys that are playing now, uh, I love watching sort of the, the bowlers probably more. So Hazelwood, Cummins, but I also love watching Smith bat as well. But 
um, yeah, it should be a good test, this last one that starts today. So, yeah, looking forward to watching it over the, over the next couple of days. Yeah, nice. Um, I guess that about wraps it up. I don't really have any other questions or topics that I can think of off the top of my head. Is there anything you want to talk about in particular? No, it's been good. Thanks for, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.